Are you struggling to make your first 100K or next? Are you pretending you're successful, but barely getting by? Are you tired of comparing yourself to millionaires and billionaires who make it look so easy? Welcome to First 100K, the number one entrepreneur voice in America. I talk about the important things that no one else is talking about, like how to make your first $100,000, because I believe this is where 90% of entrepreneurs get stuck. And I tackle the mental game of entrepreneurship that we all secretly struggle with but won't admit. My guests are successful entrepreneurs who share their mistakes, their number one fears, their daily habits, and their superpowers that push them over the 100K mark. I'm your host, your coach, your friend, Joseph Warren. I'm also a 10-time failed entrepreneur and the owner of two co-working spaces here in Tampa, Florida. This show was created for you, the entrepreneur who's pushing to break through the elusive 100K milestone. Wherever you are in your business, you're just 100K away. Today, my featured guest is Raina Rose. You can find her at reina-rose.com. And she is an international best-selling author and soul nutrition Roku TV show host, that's a mouthful, who is passionate about sharing her unique experience and expertise to help people live more fulfilling lives. She first started her first business in the fitness industry when she was only 19 years old. I get that. I started my business at 19 years old, as many of you know. Now, uh, she's since traveled the world, spent countless hours visiting silent monasteries, and saved several years of income to live peacefully and prosperously without worries about money. Now, now she teaches others how to create their own spiritual, physical, and financial wellness in a way that brings joy, fulfillment, and nourishes their soul. She's also an author. She'll probably speak about her book today. Uh, I think it's got a great title. I'm going to leave that as a hook for right now. Um, so grab your pen and paper, Startup Nation. Uh, she's going to have some tips and strategies for you, especially if you're in that place right now where you're moonlighting a business on the side, you're working full time, uh, you're not, you don't know when to jump. When is that right time to make that jump? Uh, when is it premature to make that jump? And put yourself in a really bad situation, your family, your spouse, your kids, etc. So she's going to speak about that, how she did it for herself, how she was able to save up hundreds of thousands of dollars before uh, she made that leap. So listen up now. And uh, Raina, welcome to your first 100K, uh, the top 100 podcast on iTunes and entrepreneurship. Go ahead and fill in some of the gaps in that intro in about 60 seconds. Thanks, Joseph, for having me. It's really an honor to be here. Um, yeah, so I, like you said, started my first business at 19. I have gone up and down because that's what life does. You know, that's kind of the journey is there's ups and downs. And um, the last uh, several years, I saved a lot of money, be learned how to become a really good steward of everything I had, and which has provided time in this space to kind of wait upon the right season for what exactly is the next step. And, and there's some steps that I'm, I'm taking. I'm not sitting around being lazy, of course. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, be, before I sort of jump and put all the funds or eggs, I'm kind of in this waiting season listening as well as moving forward in things that I can move forward in. 
Okay. Awesome. So we're going to get into how you did that. Um, what is, uh, what are some tips and strategies for startup nation as they're listening right now, if they find themselves in that situation you were in a few years back. Um, but before we do take a minute, share something personal about you that very few people in your business life actually know. Something personal about me. So, um, I have kind of been a, ba- a vagabond my whole life. I, I started out life like moving to Borneo when I was four years old and I have lived in at least four continents, you know, since then. And just, I'm not sure I will ever know how to live in one place only. I still live in two places. Where do you currently live now? Um, so I'm between Los Angeles, California and Flagstaff, Arizona at the moment. I just, I go back and forth mostly due to sunshine and snow. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you could go skiing in Flagstaff. Why not just pick Scottsdale? You know, it's two hours South and get all that warmth there. <laughs> well, uh, my, like where I went to school is still Southern California. So I okay, like to got it. be around the people. Awesome. Okay. Let's get into um, just a little bit of the business here. Now you got this nomadic uh, traveler uh, hiding deep inside of you. Um, ever since you were young, who just wants to travel the world and have that freedom. And this is what a lot of my listeners uh, and entrepreneurs in general uh, are focused on. They want to work where they want, with who they want, doing whatever they want, and make a ton of money uh, doing that. <laughs> is that part? Is that part of your journey? Is that is that where that calling came from? Where where was that inspiration? Uh, where did it originate? Well, I, like I said, I think it kind of originated at four years old when I was uh, hauled off to Borneo by my pilot father and my mom, you know, came along and, um, you know, I went to the school with everyone from princesses to, you know, dignitaries and from all different countries where things were really celebrated. Like it was celebrated that you had a different religion and different skin tone and different everything. And then I moved back to Southern California and it was like, if you don't wear the same shoes as us, you can't sit at our lunch table, <laughs> you know? And so this idea of there's places in the world that want everybody to look the same, be the same, do the same thing um, was just so foreign to me. And I think I've been kind of chasing, like I've, I love Monaco for that reason, because nobody's really from Monaco. It makes everyone an expat because, you know, like no one is because everyone is. Um, and so I, I like finding these cultures and it, and it helps me like connect across cultures and miles. I, I work with some orphanages in Russia, um, just sponsoring some of the kids and teaching them business. Actually, I, t- I teach a lot of business classes for them and they've been becoming entrepreneurs, um, you know, from orphans where in, in Russia, it was really like, uh, once you're an orphan, you're always an orphan and you're never going to thrive and they're not going to teach you how. Um, and so it was amazing because, you know, these kind of classes that I would teach there in Russia in America, you know, I teach them and some people show up, it's good. Um, but in Russia, every seat is full, the whole wall space is full and kids are poking their heads up like the seven dwarves, at, you know, different levels, trying to get in and listen to how to make their lives better. And that's like the stuff that just makes me so on fire. And even when I coach people for money, like I coach someone for free in Russia or Africa or somewhere that I work with, because I think it's so important to empower people all over the world. Mm. What a beautiful thing you're doing, right? Just giving people opportunity that are in environments where opportunity is very scarce. Mm-hmm. Um, my dad, uh, you know, just personal story, uh, his is not Russia, it's India. 
And mm -hmm. uh, he works uh, pretty much at some of the same places that Mother Teresa, if you're familiar with Mother Teresa, yeah. that she worked in Calcutta, the slums. And he just started uh, once all of his children uh, were adults. He said, well, my vocation is to be a dad. So what kids around the world need me? You know, because you're all adults and you're getting your own kids and, and everything. You don't really need me now. So he just started traveling to India and going to these orphanages and he would find these kids. And, and then he would just go down the alleys and stuff and he would find little kids, seven, eight years old with their little sibling on their back. Their parents had died of AIDS and they were throwaway kids, right? Untouchables. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, they're just eating sewage, you know, just filth and stuff. And he would take them to the orphanages um, and pay for their room and board with the, some of the, the Catholic charities and the nuns. And, and they would take them in and educate these kids. These were kids that only had a few more years to live because of the conditions and no opportunity. And now uh, I know he sends us pictures and stuff of them. And now they're 20, 30 years old. They have families of their own. They're educated. And he's got mm -hmm. like 75 kids he's done this for um, plus. And it's just absolutely fascinating. So that touches my heart in a very special way. And Startup Nation, I'm going off um, script a little bit here with the show because it's important to know the reason why you're making the money. Mm -hmm. Like if you can yeah. get to, to this passion thing like Raina has and, and my dad has, and you could get to that before you start building your business man, now you got your drive. Now you got the fuel in your engine that's going to keep you going when it gets hard because business gets hard and, it, and there's struggles and there's times without you know funds coming in and revenue and profits. Yeah. But this is what keeps you going. Like if you have a heart for others and serving others, Raina, what do you want to say to that? Anything? Uh, yeah. So, you know, I, I mentioned that I, I've been taking time to kind of wait on, on the direction, but at the same time, when COVID hit, I had actually just come down from one of the silent monasteries in Big Sur, California. One of my, it's the new Kamaldili Hermitage, if anyone ever gets to go to it, it's amazing. Um, and I came down and everyone's like, oh my gosh, we're in lockdown, where are you? You know, And uh, the person that I had uh, published my first uh, collective book with, uh, he and I had been talking about doing a summit. And so we, we did this summit where we connected speakers of all different types with people who were sitting at home, not knowing what to do about COVID, you know, um, and these people learned how to create lead funnels to, um, you know, start a business online, create a website, whatever it was, as well as mental things for like chaotic times. But what we did in that pairing of speakers and people who needed to hear these speakers, because of course the speakers were all out of work suddenly, um, we raised money for child health, which those ladies did the same thing as your dad. They were actually actresses and they were in Southeast Asia. I can't exactly remember. I think it was Japan at first. And um, these kids on the streets, they just took them into their hotel and bathed them and fed them and hugged on them and gave up their acting careers to help these children. And they were involved in Operation Baby Drop um, with Vietnam and everything to get the kids out of there that were like, you know, half breeds and were gonna be killed um, by, by the Viet Cong. And then I think it was, it was one of the first ladies, I can't remember exactly, who asked them to do that here in America. And they've been doing it ever since. And these ladies are like in their 80s, still, they were the face of when I was talking to the organization about, hey, we want to raise money for you. They were still on the phone with me, like they were making the decisions. And they're in their 80s, still absolutely passionate about this, glad they gave up their acting careers, and still helping kids through and they're great businesswomen too. you know, they're like, raising money and making sure everything is a nonprofit, but profitable, you know? Yeah. And so, um, 
seeing women like that who've, you know, come before me and who are doing much bigger things also, you know, helps me just like, okay, the money comes. You help, like, I think I, there's been plenty of people who said, you know, you help enough people, the money comes. That doesn't mean we work for free forever by any means, but, you know, you definitely, especially in times like now, like I took on a lot more people in other countries and, and here who, who had no money and just coached them for free during this time, you know, like at least for like the first couple months of COVID and a few, I, I paired up and like coach them once in a while just to keep them going and their businesses are, are starting to thrive, you know? And so, you know, sometimes you do things just because it's the right thing to do. That's awesome. Okay. Go ahead and share some of those business uh, principles that you teach um, that are getting some of your clients to thrive in their businesses because startup nation, they want to thrive, right? They're they're Some of them are struggling right now as they're listening, especially in COVID business has been shut down. Revenues have been, you know, really taking a hit. Um, mm-hmm. What can they do right now in these times, wherever they are in the world uh, to really start to thrive in their business? What do you got for them? Give me your top three yeah. tips and strategies. So I'd say like, especially the people that I've been working with who are, and a lot of them are just getting started up. Like you're saying, you know, it's take something action, like take an action <laughs> because some people have a bunch of ideas. They like want to start a business. They have, they have great ideas, but like do something to get that started. And that doesn't mean like we were talking about leave your job necessarily, if that's what you have, because that might not be the right time. And we were discussing before the show a little bit, um, you know, both of us are Bible reading people and they're great uh, lessons, whether you're a Bible believing person or not, but there's, you had mentioned, you know, where Peter jumps into the water and swims to Jesus, but he first asks, Lord, uh, you know, can I swim to you? Tell me <laughs> um, to come to you and I'll, I'll jump. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. Tell me to come to you and I'll jump. And so that's the biggest reason I go to those silent monasteries. And I, I recommend to anyone in any stage of life, take time in silence because if you're talking and talking and talking and all the ideas from your brain and what you know are coming and you're never letting that like divine intelligence raise up and give you those brilliant ideas that seemingly came out of nowhere those only come in the cracks of silence between all of the busyness and so whether you can afford to go take a week at a silent monastery or you have an hour that, or even 20 minutes that you can go sit on a rock somewhere with trees nearby, Um, or even just go get in your closet and be silent. It doesn't matter, be silent and listen. And whether you're a God believer or or not, um, you will feel and hear that divine intelligence. And it may take a while. I I really recommend people like bring a journal and when all the like minutia is coming up, just write it down so you don't forget it. Or you'll be like, don't forget to buy eggs. Don't forget to buy eggs <laughs> in your head for the next like silent 20 minutes. Like just write down the eggs and get back to the silence. Um, so yeah, so take an action. Silence would probably be first before the action, like pray about that action. However, your life, you know, like we're all led by something, whether that's religiously or not. And so like really think and pray into that action. And then, you know, honestly, the silence is probably the most important things. Cause that's like the continual check-in of like, was that action right? You know? And so, and then always when you're taking an action, I'd say, you know, think about what you're saying yes to by taking that action, but also think about what you're saying no to by taking that action, you know, especially those who are on the cusp of thinking it's time to leave their job for that. Like, okay, I'm saying yes to being able to be full-time in my business, but I'm saying no to a steady income. So 
is that trade-off worth it now or do I need to wait? And that's where you want to go take a sign. If you have a good question in, into your silence, that's great too. Because oftentimes maybe it's not answered in that 20 minutes or an hour or whatever you spend, but you're walking along two hours later and the question like gets answered, but you have to silence. I mean, I couldn't Eric, I'm in silence. So that's like my, one of my main coaching things too, is like get people in silence and allow your divine intelligence to speak because you know, I believe as a Bible believing person, like we're all breathed into by the spirit of God, whether we acknowledge it or not. And so if we let that spirit of God flash up and speak out in our lives, we will be so much wiser for it. All right. So Startup Nation, I mean, Rena's coming here selling silence. Like she's <laughs> selling silence on the show. And uh, hey, I'm a, I'm a huge fan because all the major breakthroughs in my life came through silence. Um, the best ideas that ever came to me in business was when I was quiet and I wasn't talking and I was listening. Um, and for some of you, you've experienced that in your own lives. If you look back and think about when you made the best decisions in your life, I bet you, you made them with your heart and not your head. I bet you, you did. You made it with your heart, but then you justified the decision with your head. Like that's very important. Like they, when you married the person of your dreams and you just knew they were the one and now is the time. That's a hard decision. That's where, where God shows up or as Raina says, divine intelligence shows up is in the heart. The head is what screws things up, <laughs> right? So never yeah. lead with your head. This is the, the little differentiator. Don't lead with your head, follow with your head, but lead with your heart. And you will win Absolutely. every single day of the week, right? So, but in order to lead with your heart, you got to get silent to actually hear what's in your heart. And to trust your heart. And I, for those who pray, sorry to interrupt you, but for those who pray, I do recommend like just asking God to keep out anything that's not of God and divine intelligence. Like if it's just things I've heard out in culture or any other voice or even my own, like don't let that come through let it all be of you and, and just trust that prayer because then what comes up, you can trust. A lot of people, something comes up during their silent time and like, oh, well, that was just me. That wasn't God. Um, it's usually God actually. <laughs> and so like um, just saying a simple prayer that God is the one to speak and nothing else, I feel like helps you to trust that because sometimes our heart does speak, but we've been so used to pushing it down. We don't trust what our heart has to say. Yeah. It's like that little kid in school that nobody liked and, and they come up with a great idea in front of everybody. And everyone's like, that's a dumb idea. You don't know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, it's the solution. To everybody's problem. Yeah. yeah that's exactly. kind of how we treat our heart. Like the little kid that gets picked on. Absolutely. <laughs> okay. Uh, so startup nation, Raina has got three top tips for you. Let's do a quick recap. First, she says, take time to be silent and listen to your heart. Um, listen to your divine intelligence, listen to God. Uh, and then number two, she says, Whatever you hear, take one tiny action to get started. Build that momentum, create that energy. It starts to attract more like things and, and it starts to build and build and expand. And then number three, she says, assess what you'll, what you'll get um, by following through on this vision that you've created for yourself and what you'll give up. Um, so, you know, really take a look at that. And is it worth it? And is now the right time? And if it is, right, go for it jump in the water. All right, Raina. Yeah. Fantastic. Uh, very simple. Uh, most uh, big ideas are simple though. I've learned yeah. that you've, you've seen that. Um, 
and, and they just work in our lives. What I'm curious, I'm so curious here. Uh, when you uh, start with uh, in your coaching with your clients and you, you, you always start with silence and getting them to get silent, how do they receive that? And where do they resist that? Because the world says the opposite. The world says, get distracted, stay distracted. Don't get quiet, whatever you do. And some people literally cannot handle five minutes of silence because their brain is yeah. freaking out because they need noise. So how do Absolutely. you get them to take that step? I'm very curious. Yeah, well, so I, I do say you're right. You know, many of us haven't experienced silence since time out as a kid. And then we have a very bad association with that silence because it was a punishment, right? And so I actually start people and I have these on my YouTube for anyone who just wants to go view them for free is one minute meditations. So everybody can take 60 seconds to pause. Um, that isn't hard. Now, yes, getting to five minutes can sometimes be hard for someone, but we can take 60 seconds to at least, and I, I really recommend take one of these 60 second meditations right before you come home from work and you're like getting into home mode and being with your kids or whatever, you know, is in your home life. And then take the 60 seconds in your car right before you walk into the office because you're in home mode and you need to get in office mode. And so like sometimes these 60 seconds can just be a recalculation of the direction we're taking. And so if you work from home, which a lot of us do now, um, you know, it might be, I just finished breakfast. I'm gonna do a 60 second meditation in silence and get into, I'm in my business mode because that's the biggest thing as an entrepreneur is oh, I could just, you know, check Facebook for a while, or I could just do laundry or all these other things around the house and avoid my business um, because I could do it later. But if, if you have a schedule, like taking that silent moment and getting your head into your business and then carrying on with business will help you to actually do it rather than, oh, well, like, there's a pile of laundry over there. I better get that done instead. All right, let's shift topics here. Uh, so you uh, authored a book uh, just recently and then COVID hit. And your plan yeah. was to market it uh, out in churches, speak in churches, uh, churches, and then sell the book in the back of the room. COVID hits, all the speakers take a hit and, and nobody's <laughs> inviting you in. Um, so you've been shifting and, and really just being still as you started the show out today, being still and just waiting on what's next for you, what's next. But you've been very active with a very full schedule um, where you, you know, missed a couple of my emails in your inbox because you're so busy right now. So <laughs> like, how do you stay motivated? Uh, what does Startup Nation do in the meantime while they're waiting um, for the the uh, industry or for the right timing uh, to line yeah. up with what they're being called to do? You know, I think um, there's that verse, you know, without a vision, the people perish. And I teach vision boards, uh, particularly to Christians, because I feel like we get a little, oh no, that's new age. We can't do that kind of thing. But truly having a vision of where you're going helps you keep going there because you know, if the timing gets off and you can't go do the things that you thought you were going to do, or it's, it's just not lining up in this moment, if that's truly your vision and what you want to do, you need to keep your eyes on that prize. And so having a vision board, I often keep things on my phone. Like my screensaver will be, it's like me and Oprah on a show talking, you know? Um, and 
though I have a few directions right now, it all kind of leads to that. It could be, you know, best-selling author and Oprah puts the book on her show. You know, it could be, I'm interviewing Oprah on my show because I'm working, as I told you, on a show for a much bigger network right now we're pitching. Um, or it could be, you know, just as the sole nutritionist and my clients and things, she hears, you know, it doesn't matter. The, the idea is that I'm the expert on the soul and living a abundant life that I would be, you know, a kind of guest that Oprah would bring on. So I keep that on my phone. Every time I flip open my phone, I see me and Oprah having a chat on one of our shows and, you know, and I have a little verse of scripture there too. Um, but I also, I used to have one on my wall, actually it was on the back of my door and I'd see it every time I open the door. And I tell you, Joseph, like it, everything on there was very selfish when I started, I will be honest. It was private yachts, private jets, you know, um, sports cars, all these kind of things. But in my selfishness of achieving those things, because, you know, I ended up working on a private jet, which allowed me to go to yacht shows and drive fancy cars and do all these things. Um, but I also got to like make my parents' dreams come true of like bringing my mom to New York and my dad and her both came out to Europe and we did all these things. So I was like able to bless them and really do work in my orphanages that I wasn't able to do before. And so it was like these things that were all selfish goals to start. Um, you know, once your kind of cup is full, it's easy to overflow. And that doesn't always mean money, obviously. Um, but you know, those were the things I put on then. Now it's more vision driven. It's got like a lot of my orphans on there and, and things that, you know, the mission of why I'm doing everything, like you were saying earlier, but I really think keeping your vision in front of your face all the time, because let's, let's face it, we're humans. Like we doubt, we give up, we do this in every area of life, including faith and business and relationships and everything. Um, we have to keep the goal in mind because when the, when it's dark, it's hard to see anything working out. Startup Nation, keep your vision in front of your face at all times. Yeah. Raina is, is recommending that. And, and Raina, I couldn't agree more. Um, and just so you know, uh, Mark Victor Hansen, Chicken Soup for the Soul, co-author, sold 500 million copies of their book, right? Broke all book records. And he's become a personal friend of mine. And, and I'm not saying as a name oh. drop, I'm saying it because of the authority he has in the book publishing world. And he taught me um, with my new book, uh, he's like, Joseph, right on the book, here's what we did when we first started out. We printed out a mock-up of the book cover and we wrote right on the top over 1 million copies sold exclamation point. And uh -huh. we printed that up and we put it on our bathroom mirrors at, you know, my place at my co-author's place. We put it, you know, it all of these public areas and, and people would come in and be like, what are you talking about? You didn't write a best-selling book. You didn't sell many <laughs> copies. So it's like, Oh yes, we did. It just hasn't happened yet. People yeah. haven't paid for it yet. Mm -hmm. And, and it, what it does, like you're saying, startup nation, uh, what rain is saying is that, when your brain sees that visual image of that reality as being already happened, mm -hmm. it then goes to work in your subconscious to go make that real in your everyday. And it pulls the resources, it pulls the people, it pulls what you need and surrounds you with what you need. So I agree wholeheartedly. Keep your vision in front of your face every day at all times. 
I have that image on my screensaver right now. I'm looking at it um, <laughs> because I know that's going to be a reality. Now, when I first put it up, Raina, I don't know if you were like me, but when I first started looking at it, I felt like a dork and uh -huh. I felt like oh, I'm just making this up. This is just like fantasy land, et cetera. But the more my brain saw it every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, every day, the more it's become real to me. Like, oh yeah, that's totally going to happen. I'm definitely going to sell over a million copies. That's not even a question. I mean, look, Mark Victor Hansen just got placed in my life. He wants to, he agreed to co-write a book with me. Wow. He sold 500 yeah. million. I'm pretty sure we could sell a million together. You know, like these are the types of things. So Startup Nation, like take that last one. That is gold. Keep your vision in front of you, your face at all times and create a, a visual picture of it. All right. We're speaking with Raina Rose. You can find her at Raina-Rose.com. Uh, Raina, welcome to my favorite part of the show. Welcome to the hustle round. I'm going to ask you 10 quick fire questions. You'll have about three seconds to answer each. Don't overthink it. It's just for fun. Are you ready? Uh, ready as I'll ever be. <laughs> <laughs> you were like, <gasps> <laughs> what's your favorite thing about being an entrepreneur who's got this vision uh, igniting your soul? All things are possible. All things are possible. Yes. What's your least favorite thing? All things are possible. <laughs> It could go any which way. <laughs> what are you most afraid of? Mediocrity. Yeah, I get that. Now, I believe we're all struggling with something at any given moment of our life, just part of the human condition. What are you currently struggling with right now, either professionally or personally? Uh, it's actually that mediocrity question. It's have I just been judging the whole world that it's not okay to just be content? And I'm kind of struggling with this question of, you know, I'm still going after all my goals. That That's not a question. But is it also okay if people want to be mediocre? And I don't know that answer yet. <laughs> Got it. What did you spend way too much time doing this past year? Way too much time doing. Um, you know, I don't really have regrets of what I've, Driving? I don't know. Driving from Arizona to California. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. Uh, what secret fear do you have about people? Secret fear do I have about people? Um, maybe it's a fear about myself, like being a third culture kid, not kind of fitting in everywhere, but not really fitting in anywhere. So like real connection and intimacy, like being unable to really tap into that with the people that I want to. Yeah, I get that. Is there a place for me? What do you yeah. wish you had learned sooner in business? I learned it pretty quickly, maybe at like 23, but that it's going to go up and down and to prepare for that, to save for the downs and enjoy the ups and on the downs, take that rest because oftentimes it's just the cyclical nature of business, like keep going after new business, but also enjoy that downtime. Excellent. And just so that we don't leave startup nation hanging, I made a commitment that uh, you would share. How did you make your money uh, that you saved up hundreds of thousands of dollars? What'd you do it with? What was the job? Uh, that was uh, being a private flight attendant on a private jet, which I was actually told I would need 10 years of experience and thousands of dollars, which I didn't have at the time. And I said, I'll pray about it. 
And within about six months, I had the best jet with the best pilots, with the best locations, paying me lots of money. And um, they paid all the certifications that were supposed to cost thousands of dollars. And I walked on with zero experience. So, you know, we can put that vision out there. And oftentimes we get the things we didn't deserve. We weren't qualified for. So don't disqualify yourself because just because you're not qualified doesn't mean you can't step in. And actually I was like told by many people who filled in for me, like you're the best flight attendant I've ever filled in for. You're the most organized. You know, I had that jet like organized with manuals of where everything was and how to do it. Like a monkey could come on and fill in for me because, you know, and so, but I could have disqualified myself and said, oh, that's going to take 10 years and this many thousands of dollars. And I don't have that. And um, again, walked on with zero and zero and it all came together in the best way. So um, and I, and because I was, I just lived wherever the plane was, I saved just tons and tons of money and knew that like now when I publish a book, I can, you know, wait for that to work out and I can pursue the speaking and the books and the TV shows and, and the things that I want to do. And if they take longer than I expected, it's okay because I've prepared for this. Mm. So you funded your own patients. It sounds yeah. like. <laughs> That's fantastic. So Startup Nation, I'm so glad I just asked that question. And I'm glad you you stayed on listening to the show all the way through because you just got that golden nugget. And actual evidence that what Raina taught us, those three steps, especially the vision one, number four, um, really does work. She landed a dream job that she didn't even feel she was qualified for. She did it without any of the prerequisites that the world told her she needed. And she was able to save up hundreds of thousands of dollars so that she can now take off and fund waiting for her vision to become a reality and not being stressed out as she's building her business, worrying about paying the bills. So pick three words to describe who you are now, Raina. Hmm. Loving, hopeful, and generous. Pick three words to describe who you were before you started your business. This business or like my first business? <laughs> this business. Okay, this business. Or your first year in this business. Three um, words. I was a little broken from an experience in the flight attending job. I was still hopeful. And I was um, like, the, the sky's the limit is coming to my mind and it's still there. So it hasn't changed a ton. Got it. And what's a new habit you want to create in your life? Figuring out how to get my emails to come back to me in a week. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What's a bad habit you want to break? Not checking all my emails very on in good timing. <laughs> Got it. And last question. If you could come back to life after you died, tell your family and friends, give them only one piece of advice about everything. What would you say to them? Um, so I'm tearing up a little bit because my brother actually died 10 years ago. And um, the cool thing was the very last thing I did was give him a big hug and kiss on the cheek and tell him I love you. I'll see you later. Um, and I tell people this all the time, but people, your friendships, your family are your most valuable assets. Remember that no matter what you're doing in business or otherwise. Beautiful. Any final wisdom? What's the one thing you want my listener to know about making their first 100K this year? 
Uh, probably my favorite quote, which is the grass is always greener where you water it. Amen to that. Startup Nation, with that in mind, are you watering the anxiety? Are you watering the depression? Are you wa- mm. watering the loneliness? Are you watering the scarcity mindset? Or are you watering the vision, believing in it, that you don't need the qualifications? Raina didn't. There's been things in my life that people told me I couldn't do, and they just happened because I actually believed them. I've walked into six-figure jobs in between you know, business startups where I didn't show up with a resume. I didn't show up with an interview, even though it was all Quali- you know, requirements. I just walked in, asked to speak with the CEO, and he offered me six figures on the spot. Look at that. These things are possible for you too. You got to believe. Mm-hmm. All right, Raina, um, what's the best way for Startup Nation to get in touch with you or to uh, go ahead and take a, 30 seconds and share about your book, where they could go pick it up, why they should get your book? Sure. So my book is Sin Tastes Good, Nourishing Your Soul in an Empty Calorie World. Um, it's, it's got a lot packed in there. It's a lot about living your best life, a little bit of deconstruction and how to, it's kind of training wheels for that contemplative prayer we talked about of listening to God rather than always talking. You can find that on Amazon. Just type in Raina Rose, Sintase Good. It'll pop up in the first one or two. Um, and then always you can go to my website. You mentioned it earlier, Raina-Rose.com. And I love uh, people who comment and chat with me on Instagram I am Raina Rose TV on pretty much all the social platforms. Fantastic. And your book title, brilliant title, by the way, great hook, <laughs> Sin Taste Good. Now, of course, you're not condoning sin, right? For all our no, Christian listeners out there. Just want to clarify that. I, I want to do it real quick. Uh, for those of you who have ever been a little out of shape and gotten really healthy, you may have noticed that there are certain foods that like for me, it's donuts that used to look good and now look absolutely disgusting kind of a part of the theme of the book is sins the same way. There's things that used to look good and you were told by society, they look good. And as you become spiritually healthier, those things look disgusting. Mm, well said. Raina Rose, thank you for being on your first 100K. I wish you God's love, peace, and joy in your life. Startup Nation, I help men blow up rocks. You know, the rock that's standing between you and your wife and blocking intimacy. The rock standing between you and your kids, blocking you from communicating and connecting with them. The rocks in your head from childhood and trauma that make you feel like an imposter in your own business. The secret rock that weighs you down every single day. It's not about going in and doing consciousness woo-woo work. No, it's about saying, hey, there's rocks standing between you and true success. Do you want to go blow them up together? If you want to blow up the rocks in your life to smithereens so that you can scale your income and your impact, visit blowuprocks.com to learn more. That's blowuprocks.com. Have a blessed week and I'll see you on the next episode.